0: Hi, this is Jovi. This is Charlie. And you're
1: listening to Bed Bed Crime Stories. Stories. This is a weekly true crime podcast where we pour ourselves a drink and we take turns telling each other the stories that keep us up at night.
0: Hello. Hello. How is everybody out in the world? Out in listening land. I hope it's great. Yeah. (laughs) I hope things are, I
1: hope this podcast is finding you well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, we are zoom recording tonight. Mm -hmm Mm -hmm. Um, because we uh, have veered a little bit off our normal recording schedule yes so um, true to that we have decided to zoom tonight's broadcast
0: yes because adulting is great Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: time constraints are wonderful and all that fun Mm -hmm. stuff all All of those
1: things are Accurate, yeah. um So yeah. So if you hear some weird delays or audio things, you know us guys. We're strugs. We're strugs to funk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Big time. Strugs to funk.
0: Big time. One day we'll get the hang of this. But you know what though? When we do get the hang of it, it it won't be us because we're I so f- fucking all over the place. <laughs> won't be as special anymore. I don't think. Yeah, it won't be as intimate. You know. Mm-hmm. 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 Well. uh,
1: we actually did not plan on doing any true crime headlines or uh, recommendations for shows because Jovi has quite a long, wonderful story for all of us mm-hmm. this evening. So I did not want to take up any time with uh, the beginning portion of our show. So we can jump right into tonight's bed crime story. And uh, Jovi.
0: Go ahead and uh, take it away for us, my friend. Well, thank you, Charlie. I appreciate mm-hmm. that wonderful intro. Um, like Charlie said, this is quite a long one. And I apologize. Um, I had mentioned to Charlie that I did not realize how involved and how crazy this story is until I was a little more than halfway. And at that point, there was no turning back. There mm-hmm. there was no turning back. Um mm-hmm. Because that was, it would have been a waste of time and just, no. So I just, I stuck it out. So I went across the pond for this one. Ooh. Yeah. And I want to apologize to our friend Dom at Horror House for any of the mispronunciations or horrible pronunciations that I do for some of these um, town or city or country names, because I know I'm going to butcher them. So I'm Sorry. I, in advance I am sorry mm-hmm. um, my sources are of course Criminal Minds Wiki because it is quite possibly the best and honestly it's great yes it is and whoever runs the site or thought of this site is a damn genius I'm just saying mm-hmm. like it's, yeah. it's awesome um, another source is Wikipedia of course and BBC.com and Murderpedia Nice. So tonight, all I am the wikis and the, the pedias weekies. and everything that we might need. Every single one of them. <laughs> and I still feel like I did not have all the information because it's just, it's fucking crazy. So tonight, I'm doing the story of Rosemary and Fred West. Oh, fuck them. I know. Because, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, what ha- happened no. was I was mm-hmm. looking when I was. <sighs> figuring out stories i wanted to do i just kind of googled murderers serial just whatever just to see Mm -hmm. if there was something that popped out and rosemary west came up and i'm like oh okay i did not realize i did not realize the depth yeah that these two fucktards just
1: yeah well and it's funny too because when we did our collab with horror house um i we made it a point to not tell one another, what stories we were doing. So Mm -hmm. Dom didn't know what story I was going to tell. I didn't know what story he was going to tell. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, I'm going to guess, like, I want to write down my guess of who it is of what story you're going to tell. And I guessed correctly. And I was very proud of myself. (laughs) And I knew he was going to do the Moore's murders, but he thought that I was going to guess Fred and Rosemary West, because it's kind of like the other than Jack the Ripper it's kind of like the quintessential yeah. UK yeah. crime story I remember so, that
0: now yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah see it sucks having holes in your brain and yeah. uh not remembering that until it's too late
1: <laughs> I mean it could have been a lot worse though Jovi you could have <laughs> written the entire story and then been like "And the Morris Mercer like you know what you probably shouldn't
0: do the <laughs> worst <laughs> no 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 mm. I, I remember that I, I remember that at least so you're right you're right all yeah. right well i hope i do this justice um i did have to um as (laughs) because most of this is actual the actual story and what they did and their victims and stuff so the with their arrest and trial is kind of summarized because Mm -hmm. honestly we just you'll see you'll just yeah you'll see all right so i'm gonna start um i'm gonna give a little bit of a background on fred Um, He's a fucking winner. Um, His full name is Frederick Walter Stephen West. He was born on September 29th of 1941 at Bickerton Cottage, much Markle Herefordshire. (laughs) See, I, I already feel like I fucked that up, but that's where he was born. He was the first surviving child born to Walter Stephen West and Daisy Hannah Hill. Fred was from a, a poor family of farm co-workers, close-knit and mutually protective. His father was a disciplinarian and his mother was overprotective. So he has it from both sides. Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's great. In 1946, the family moved to Moor Court Cottage at Moor Court Farm, where Fred's father worked as a milking herdsman and harvest hand. By 1951 Fred's mother had given birth to eight children. Oh, eight. Oh. Only six survived, but yeah. Fred was always his mother's favorite.
1: Yeah, well, them thems were the times, right? And I guess it kind of makes sense why Fred would be the first. He was like the first one to survive. So, yeah, no, I yeah. guess I guess that makes sense. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Didn't work out real great for Fred, but no. it makes sense.
0: Yes, exactly. <laughs> Uh, and because of this because he was his mother's favorite he was seen as a mama's boy and he relied mostly on his siblings for companionship so those were like his his ride or dies his siblings Mm -hmm. classmates recall fred as scruffy dim lethargic and regularly in trouble throughout his life he remained barely literate yet displayed an aptitude for woodwork and artwork he hmm. left school in December of 1956 at the age of 15 initially working as a laborer at Moore Court farm. Okay. Fred claimed he was introduced to sex by his mother at the age of 12 to well, having to have engaged. <laughs> All, right. All right. That's. I mean,
1: again, that took a weird left turn. I was just like, really not. Yeah, you weren't expecting I didn't, that. It's a really good time. A really good thing that I just take a sip then and have like a spit take right. across my desk.
0: Right. Yeah, no. We would have heard that hit favorite. your hit your mic. Ooh. It, it would have been lovely. It would have been ASMR. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Mama introduced her boy to sex at the age of twelve. Um, okay, so he engaged in acts of bestiality with animals in his early teens and that his belief of incest being normal stemmed from his father's incest with fred's sisters stop Mm -hmm. fred's youngest brother doug dismissed these claims as a fantasy on fred's part uh, later on but Honestly. i don't know man i don't know man <laughs> I I don't mean- know. so
1: okay so let me just real quick question to clarify yeah <laughs> so he was introduced to sex by his mother through acts of bestiality with animals or she per, the two of them engaged in sex acts and then on top of that there was also bestiality with animals
0: well it- not that either one <laughs> is better i'm just asking not that one is better than the other Um, and just asking for the group (laughs) gotcha the way I read it is that his mom taught him what sex was I don't think there was any Mm. acts between them at this point um gotcha and then I think once he learned about it it doesn't say that she made him do the BCL I think he just did it just to have sex with something okay yeah
1: okay okay well I guess working on a farm was probably a really great place <laughs> for him
0: well th- sarcasm
1: yes, in case you couldn't yes.
0: tell <laughs> but I mean think about it his only friends were his siblings so siblings that, and the farm
1: animals okay
0: no no it doesn't <laughs> yeah, make it no. okay absolutely <gasps> not but he didn't he didn't he wasn't exposed to anybody else so in oh, a no sense I get makes sense By 1957, Fred and his brother John frequently socialized at a youth club in nearby Ledbury where his distinct and guttural accent marked him as a country bumpkin. Mm. He aggressively pestered women and girls whom he objectified as sources of pleasure to be used as he saw fit and would abruptly approach and fondle them. So hey, how you doing? I'm going to touch you now. Nah son, that's not how that works. When a girl accepted his advances, she would find his sexual performance unsatisfying since he was only concerned with his own satisfaction and not well, theirs. I mean, that's, I mean,
1: look. welcome to having sex with a 16 year old boy. I think <laughs> truthfully, I mean, yes, truthfully. Yes. Oh no. I mean, Absolutely. again, not saying he's not completely depraved, but I'm also saying he's also
0: 16. Yeah. Yeah. I got that. At the same time, when he was 16, his looks improved and he became more attractive to girls. At the age of 17, he was in a motorcycle accident that put him in a coma for a week, led him to having a metal plate put into his head and breaking one of his legs so badly that it was permanently shorter than the other.
1: Oh,
0: yeah. Afterward, he got a bad temper and often had violent bursts of anger. Two years after the accident, Fred hurt his head yet again when he struck (laughs) when he stuck his hand up a girl's skirt and she pushed him down from a fire escape good Good for for her her. good for her her. but we
1: now have like a whole bunch of Mm -hmm. like our dominoes are being set up to get knocked down right because he had the overbearing father Mm -hmm. he had the overprotective mother the introduction to sex at a young age, the abuse of animals, mm-hmm. and now the head injury. Yes.
0: So he literally has everything, every making of a serial killer. Or- oh yeah.
1: Minus <laughs> arson. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> Arson coming soon.
0: <laughs> I mean,
1: got it. Got it. But like for real, like it's right. it's it's almost as if they wrote the textbook on what creates a serial killer based on this person's life.
0: Agreed. I right. 110% agree. When he was 19, he was convicted of molesting a 13-year-old girl. Even though Jesus. he I know, even though he didn't serve any jail time because his doctor said he suffered from epileptic fits. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, one of those things is not like the exactly, other. Exactly, exactly. Having epile- epileptic fits is not going to make you molest a 13-year-old. Like, Correct. How does that? How does that connect?
1: There's plenty of people in the world with epilepsy who do not go around molesting 13 year old children.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Wow. It's a a crock of shit, but whatever. In June of 1961, Fred's 13 year old sister, Kitty, told her mother that Fred had been raping her since the previous December and had impregnated Mm her. Arrested the same month, Fred freely admitted to the police that he'd been molesting young girls since his early teens and asked, doesn't everybody do it? Fuck you, dude. <laughs> yeah, he's a mm. he was tried in November for it. Um, though disgusted by her son's actions, Fred's mother had been prepared to testify in his defense. Kitty refused to testify, and the case collapsed. Much Fuck. of Fred's family effectively disowned him. His mother banished him from the household, and he moved in with his aunt Violet. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, mm. <laughs> okay good yes good okay so fred got a job in construction but he was fired because he was stealing from the workplace when he was 21 his family was like come on back you could come back into our lives why they decided this i don't know but um he left his aunt violet's house to move back with his family in much markle Mm -hmm. when he was settled in that's where he resumed a romantic relationship with an ex girlfriend by the name of Catherine. And um, they, she goes by Rena. So I'm going to go by, I'm going to call her Rena throughout the story. Uh, okay. So Catherine Rena Costello, who had been a petty thief when they first dated and moved on to prostitution. Okay. Though Rena was already pregnant with the child of a Pakistani man, they married and kept the child. To explain why the baby was half Asian, fred had Raina write to her parents and say that the baby had died at childbirth and this child she adopted it to replace the one that had died okay and okay (laughs) and it was a girl and she had named her uh charmaine carol and that's their baby did her parents believe this uh yes yes they did
1: okay I'm sorry, I'm sorry, (laughs) but the gullibility of people, and and here's my problem with that. Yes, yes. There's no way that they actually believe that. There's no way that they actually believe that, but it's better to think that that's what your child did than God forbid think that she has a child out of wedlock.
0: Yes, yes, or that it wasn't the same race. With a foreigner. Yeah. And exactly. And it wasn't the same race as her. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I I
1: just, it's, and that's the thing that like boggles the mind. They are going to pretend it's easier to put your head in the sand and pretend that you believe this cockamamie bullshit That, oh yeah, my child died and I adopted this biracial child. So right. I'm such a I'm 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 a double <laughs> good person because I'm a I'm a mother in mourning and I adopted this child. So look at how <laughs> wonderful of a person my child is.
0: Yes. No, no. I'm sure that's exactly how they thought of it too. Oof, They're like, yeah, gross. number one. Gross. Okay. So um Charmaine Carol, which I actually really like the name Charmaine. Like it's pretty so they adopted they quote-unquote adopted uh charmaine and then they got married in november only two months after getting back together and moved to scotland together
1: scotland's beautiful
0: i know i've never been no but (laughs) But the pictures are pretty everything
1: that i see of scotland looks absolutely fucking beautiful
0: i agree i'd like to go to scotland one day Mm, hopefully that'll happen um the couple had a child of their own in July of 1964, a daughter named Anne Marie, who was born in their home. So it was a home birth. Okay. The family nanny, Isa McNeil, and neighbors of the West recall Raina as a considerate mother struggling to bring up two children while Fred worked and did. Mm -hmm. Fred things. (laughs) Did the Fred things.
1: (laughs) And more than likely the Fred things also include molesting young children. Yes,
0: yes, and having sex with animals. Just so making a guess. Yes. Oh no, educated guess. That's not far from the truth. Yeah. Fred treated the children harshly. He Mm. kept the girls in the bottom of a bunk bed with the bars lifted and fitted to the space between the bunks, effectively Mm. caging them in. And they were only allowed to come out when he was at work.
1: Good God. And it's like, you can, you, you make that choice, right? You make Mm -hmm. that conscious choice to either do exactly and continue that pattern of abuse Mm -hmm. or you make the conscious choice to be the last one.
0: Correct. That
1: it happens to
0: correct. Be the better person. Don't continue that line of abuse and crap. Like, like, you know what, because it was so bad for me. Right. I'm not going to do this onto, excuse me, my own kin. Just right. But you know, that's, or you make the
1: easy choice to just keep doing what, you know,
0: correct. Correct.
1: It's awful. <clears throat> it really is. That cycle of abuse is just heartbreaking.
0: It's, it's sad. It is. Mm-hmm. Fred later admitted to having engaged in numerous affairs in the early years of his marriage and fathered <gasps> and fathered one illegitimate child with a woman. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Shock, shock falls. Shock. Shock falls Shocked on the and
1: appalled.
0: <sighs> um, with a woman from Glasgow. Mm-hmm. When Raina discovered her husband's infidelity, she began an affair with a man named John McLaughlin. On one occasion, Fred discovered the pair in an embrace and punched Raina, making her scream. In response, McLaughlin punched Fred, who drew a knife and grazed Mc- <laughs> McLaughlin mclaughlin's abdomen why can't i I think because i'm saying it so much Mm -hmm. that words become sounds correct so he Mm -hmm. punched fred fred drew a knife and grazed his abdomen when he was punched by john a second time fred stopped defending himself years later john recollected this incident he said he couldn't tackle a man but he wasn't slow in attacking women he and reina continued their affair
1: well doy
0: yes <laughs> to that i say doy yes <laughs> <laughs> and john became increasingly disgusted at Rena's bruises and black eyes like the fact that she kept getting them like it was making him just like he was angry Correct. and i get yeah. that on each occasion it became apparent fred had beaten his wife another time john witnessed Charmaine, a little older than a toddler, asked Fred for an ice cream from his van and in response Fred struck her across the head triggering another beating from John. Fuck, man. Mm-hmm. Why anyone would want to reproduce with this man. I don't care how how his looks improved when he was a teenager. I'm sorry. Yeah. There are so many red flags.
1: Right. So many but I flags. mean it's, you know, the the whole idea of being in a true true abusive relationship is just a it's a whole other ball game i mean the the psychological trauma that you're going through and then the gaslighting i'm Mm -hmm. sure that's happening on his part it's just you know i'm sure i it's a thing that i am so incredibly thankful that i can't understand correct i'm
0: saying correct oh absolutely absolutely
1: it 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 breaks my heart it just absolutely breaks my heart
0: i couldn't even imagine being in the shoes of somebody who is in an abusive relationship like that Mm -mm. uh, that mm, mm -mm. yeah
1: and then the then the the idea behind what what um rain is going through of there being at least physical evidence of this happening and this person standing up and and defending her Mm -hmm. and then on top of that the countless Other people who don't have the exterior bruises to show for the abuse they're going through, and then you know, correct. And then everybody sits around and wonders why.
0: Yeah, but he seems so nice, Mm -hmm.
1: or she seems so nice,
0: right? Correct. During their rocky marriage, Fred worked as an ice cream truck driver, a job that gave him plenty of access to available young women. And you know what's really sad? All I'm thinking of is plenty of access to ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, such a fat ass. I'm like, yay!
1: Rocket cone.
0: <laughs> oh, yes. Also molesting children. Yes. That's not where my mind goes.
1: No. I just want more no. strawberry shortcakes, my good humor. Same. What I want. Same.
0: Same. And then like those those um uh those ice pops that had the gumball for the eyes. And- I was gonna say the
1: icy baseball glove yes. with the gumball baseball.
0: Yes, or the ninja turtle gumball eyes. Superior. Yep.
1: Yep. Yep. Superior. They're yes.
0: disgusting.
1: Oh absolutely. But it is the
0: superior
1: <laughs> ice cream truck ice cream.
0: I agree 110%. Mm.
1: And then if I'm feeling like an adult, then I get the good humor <laughs> strawberry <fruitcake.
0: laughs> But that's rare. But that is that rare. is very otherwise rare. I'm getting the
1: baseball glove with the <laughs> gumball baseball because that's my shit. That's my shit.
0: Uh, huh. Huh. <laughs> Which
1: gave him plenty of access to ice cream.
0: <laughs> that would that couldn't be more perfect. Yes. If I if we And it couldn't that. be more further from the truth for right. Fred West. Right. Exactly. <laughs> for for me and Charlie, it was all about the ice cream. All about the ice cream. But for Fred West. It was all the about the woman. minor
1: children yes. running after his van. Correct.
0: Yes. Correct. Mm-hmm. Their life in Scotland came to an end when Fred accidentally ran over a four-year-old boy with his truck. <laughs> oh my god that's awful no it's it's terrible i'm not laughing at this i'm laughing at your face because i i don't know what i was expecting but that was, that was a good reaction <laughs> oh um, my god that's you know, awful that's, it's it's so sad um did he, the did boy he didn't survive? die yeah oh, no, thank no no, no god. The boy didn't die oh thank god the boy did not die he just he just got very hurt Though the accident wasn't his fault, Fred moved with his family, as well as Issa McNeil, who took care of their children, and Anna McFall, who was a friend of Rena's, to Gloucestershire, Gloucestershire, <laughs> where he got a job at a slaughterhouse. Could this? Could this? Like seriously, his jobs first an ice cream truck, yeah, access to women, and a slaughterhouse, yeah. Mm. It's like first here's your victims next here's how to kill them correct correct <laughs> it's literally like
1: the <laughs> instructions for the rest of his life agreed. are the jobs that he has
0: agreed Ugh. when her marriage finally collapsed rena went back to scotland alone but came back in july of 1966 because she missed her daughter i mean makes that's sense.
1: the saddest thing is that she left the kid
0: yeah so was
1: she- was Charmaine old
0: enough? We kind of so get she, into that. Okay. okay. So that, that it's it, it's gonna go back and forth like that a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's just like foreshadowing, Gosh, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so when she came back, it was at that time that she discovered that Fred had started a relationship with Anna McFall. Shocking. Um, I'm not shocked by that. No, not at all. In July of 1967, at the age of 18, Anna became pregnant with Fred's child. She had gone missing shortly afterwards. It wasn't until June of 1994 that her remains were found be- were found buried at the edge of a cornfield between Muchmarkle and, Kemsley, and Kempley.
1: Stop.
0: Yeah. Her limbs had been carefully separated and nope. many phalangeal bones were missing from her body wow and there they assume that they were taken as keepsakes and her unborn child may also have been cut from her womb boo yeah fred initially denied he had killed her but confided to one visitor one visitor following his arrest that he had stabbed her to death following an argument
1: fuck you dude
0: this explanation is inconsistent with the fact that her wrists were found in sections um of dressing gown cord wrapped around them suggesting Mm -hmm. that she had been restrained prior Mm -hmm. to her murder Mm -hmm. so yeah he's
1: it wasn't like crime of passion it was a planned correct correct
0: correct dang Um, yeah uh Rena finally left Fred a few months later, leaving their children with him. When Fred had no women to supervise and care for the girls, he temporarily placed them in the care of the Gloucestershire um, Social Services.
1: Mm, so he mm-hmm. only
0: had the the girls in his um in his care when he had women in his life. Otherwise, he couldn't be bothered.
1: It, you know. <laughs> as fucked up as the like public care situation i'm sure it was yeah i mean thinking of the alternative of being with fred west
0: correct correct they were lesser of two evils possibly yes Yes. oh absolutely absolutely all right so now now we're gonna meet rosemary all right so she's entering into the story now rosemary let's was born in Northern Devon to William Andrew Letts and Daisy Gwendolyn Fuller after a difficult pregnancy. She was the fifth of seven children born into a poor family. Rose's mother suffered from depression and was given ECT, which is electroconvulsive therapy. therapy. So, electric shock therapy. Oh, she was pregnant. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. And, Ooh. and no shock some argue. yes shock <laughs> <laughs> wow what
1: <laughs> some would say perhaps too much shock uh, but
0: um ching mm-hmm. not surprising not surprising <laughs> some have argued that this treatment may have caused pre- prenatal injuries to a daughter you think it's a good assumption you to think make that is i would say
1: that's a safe assumption yes, to yes
0: absolutely but
1: not at all shocking
0: <laughs> daisy received her last session of ect just days before rose was born oh, rose <laughs> rose herself grew up into a moody and um precocious teenager prone to daydreaming and performing poorly at school same 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 check 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 (laughs) yes but you are no rosemary west this is true thank god because i'd probably be dead (laughs) and buried somewhere well you know what song's gotta play i know i know you're just just one bon jovi song away so real quick because i mean we're (laughs) sideboard nation all over the place and i'm and i'm sorry but (sighs) it is (sighs) charlie and i were on our way to disney um listening you know to the late 80s early 90s jams as you do tunes yeah Mm -hmm. and we're passing we're passing by like an empty field i don't i don't remember Mm -hmm. if it was a cornfield or it was just a field i think it was just
1: it was a field i think it was like a random like cow yeah field that had no cows in it It it's just like a field big old field
0: and then the song blaze of glory yeah by bon jovi came (laughs) on the radio and you know we're jamming (laughs) Charlie turns to me, Ah. (laughs) she says, this song really makes me want to go in the middle of a field and shoot somebody. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, obviously...
1: I don't. No, no, this is <laughs> but I mean it's like that, it's that internal like young guns, <laughs> which that's a movie. If you've ever seen young guns, it's that like internal 80s young guns mm-hmm. fantasy of like this is it, man. This is my outlaw song. Yes. When when I have a showdown at the OK Corral, I am playing <laughs> Blaze of Glory. Blaze of Glory is gonna be my jam. <laughs> and Jovi <laughs> looks at me, she's like. Me? I'm like, no, not you. It's not gonna be you. Or is it? So now, whenever that song comes on, whoever is listening to it has to text the other one and say, yep. I hope you're not by a field. Yes. Because Blaze of Glory is on the radio.
0: Yes. And it happens more often than you would think. It
1: does. It happens way more often
0: <laughs> than one would want to. Yes. Yes. So I'm just no, glad that most funny. of the time I'm not in the presence of Charlie when this happens. Yeah. yeah. I'm a jam. So all right. Back, back to this, lo- <clears throat> this lovely story. Mm. Growing up, Rosemary was sexually abused by her father because mm. she wasn't very bright and a bit overweight. She was often teased by she was often teased and responded by attacking her bullies aggressively. At the onset of puberty, Rose, reportedly fascinated by her own developing body, would deliberately parade around naked or semi-naked around the house in the presence of her younger brother, Graham. On numerous Mm. occasions at the age of 13, she would also creep into nine-year-old Graham's bed at nightfall and molest him and her youngest brother, Gordon girl because her father's rules prevented her from dating boys her own age she pursued relationships with older men where she lived um one of them took advantage of her and raped her i mean Mm. (laughs) mm. she was young
1: like Mm. like Mm. i mean well it's how many times have we said this both things can be true right she can be a shitty person and that could also be a shitty thing that happened to her
0: oh absolutely no that's completely sad Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. When Rosemary was 15, her mother finally had enough of her husband's abuse, took Rosemary and moved in with one of her adult daughters and her husband. Okay. Rosemary started spending even more time with male companions. Later that same year, she, she surprisingly moved back in with her father. Ooh. Mm. Not long afterwards, she met Fred, who was 12 years her senior
1: hmm yeah it's that i'm sure he fulfilled that like father figure
0: daddy thing, thing. yeah mm-hmm. that she
1: just really needed yeah to have yeah which is fucking awful very much so yeah
0: rose first encountered fred in early 1969 shortly after her 15th birthday baby he was 27 stop The pair first met at Cheltenham bus station. Initially, Rose was repulsed by Fred's unkempt appearance and deduced he was a tramp, but she quickly became flattered by the attention he continued to lavish on her over the following days as he invariably sat alongside her at the same bus stop. Rose twice refused to go on a date with Fred, but allowed him to accompany her home. Having discovered that Rose worked in a nearby bread shop, A few days after their first encounter, Fred persuaded an unknown woman to enter the premises and present her with a gift, accompanied by the explanation that a quote-unquote man outside had asked her to give the gift to her. Minutes later, Fred entered the premises and asked Rose to accompany him on a date that evening, an offer she finally accepted. Shortly thereafter, Rose began a relationship with Fred, becoming a frequent visitor at the trail park where he had lived with his two children from his first marriage, um, which was Anna Marie and stepdaughter Charmaine. Just in case you know you forgot,
1: I cannot believe that Charmaine stayed with him.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't have a choice because remember, Mom left, right. But at this point, though, how old are the kids? We're we're getting there. Oh, we're getting there. We're we're getting sorry, there. Jovi, <laughs> no, I'm no, sorry, Jovi. No, no, it's okay. Because remember, sorry. no, no, it's 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 partially my fault because it does go back and forth a little bit. Because
1: there's a little bit of Tarantinoing going on here.
0: Correct. I get it. So get it. we will get sorry, there. Sorry, I'm, I'm just
1: very concerned for the children. You're
0: fine. You're fine. They're still young at this point. They're still okay, they're still very well young not good but good. Yeah. No, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Mm-hmm. Rose became a willing mother figure to Fred's daughters, who she noted were neglected and whom she initially initially treated with care and affection. On several occasions in the early days of their courtship, Rose insisted she and Fred take the girls on excursions to gather wildflowers. So, huh. so far, she doesn't seem like an asshole. Yeah. So far. So far. Within weeks of her first meeting Fred, Rose left her job at the bread shop in order to become a full-time nanny to Charmaine and Anna Marie. Nah, no,
1: that's a red flag. I'm not leaving bread for anybody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nope. Bread better than people. Uh, mm-hmm. No, it's facts. Absolutely. Dude, I want to <laughs>
1: snuggle with my dog and eat a loaf of bread. <laughs> the end. <laughs>
0: Or is the bread in the shape of a dog oh, that you're no, snuggling? No, no that's, that's kind of a little weird. That's weird. Okay. I didn't weird. think before it left my <laughs> mouth. I'm taking mm. that back. Mm. <laughs> this decision was made with the agreement that Fred would provide her with sufficient money to give to her parents on Fridays to convince them that she was still obtaining a salary at the bread shop. She didn't want her parents to know that she wasn't, that she had left that job.
1: That's sneaky. Mm-hmm.
0: Several months later, Rose introduced Fred to her family, who were appalled at their daughter's choice of partner. (laughs) Just wait, my friends. (laughs) Right, right. Rose's mother, Daisy, was unimpressed with Fred's boastful and arrogant behavior and correctly concluded he was a pathological liar. Her father fiercely disapproved of this relationship, threatening Fred directly and promising to call social services if he continued to associate with his daughter dang so for their for their faults they were like nah this i
1: see right through you bro correct
0: correct because fred was closer to their age than hers i'm sure i mean kind yeah right he was 12 years her senior yeah so he was 27 she was 15 like just ew 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 Rose's parents forbade their daughter from continuing to date Fred, but she of course defied their wishes, prompting them to visit Gloucestershire social services to explain that their 15 year old daughter was having a sexual relationship with an older man and that they had heard rumors that she had begun to engage in prostitution at Fred's trailer. Interesting. Mm-hmm. In response, Rose was placed in a home for troubled teenagers in the, cheltenham in august of 1969 and only permitted to leave under controlled conditions when allowed to return home to visit her parents on the weekends rose almost always took the opportunity to go visit fred of course she did of course because you know when your parents forbade you to do for, I forbid you to do something you're just of course gonna say going that. to do it and that's the and
1: that's the thing right it's like you can't blame her parents for doing what they did but it it created the opportunity for her to like totally steer into the skid on right. the relationship. Correct. Of if you're, I'm gonna purposefully now mm-hmm. do exactly the opposite of what you're telling me to do. Correct. Correct. And yeah, it's awful. It's just awful. But I mean, we all do that as teenagers, right? Like, yeah, but
0: we don't go and be with people twelve years our senior. I, okay. <laughs> No, I'm just saying, I'm just
1: saying though, like, think of, think of the circumstances. She didn't have a great relationship with her parents to begin with. Mm -hmm. She didn't have a great home life to begin with. And it's kind of like one of those things of like, who were you to tell me that this is a bad choice? Right. Right. You're right. And now I'm going to literally do the opposite of what you're telling me to do.
0: You're right. Because she's a 15 year old girl. Exactly. This is what, this is what you do at that age. Correct. Yeah. No, you write. And when you write, you write on her 16th birthday, Rose left the home for troubled teenagers to return to her parents while Fred was serving a 30 day sentence for theft and unpaid fines. Mm. Upon Fred's release, Rose left her parents home to move to Cheltenham um, to a flat that he lived in at the time. Shortly thereafter, Fred collected Charmaine and Anna Marie from social services Rose's father made one final effort to prevent his daughter from seeing Fred. She was, she was examined in February of 1970, and it was confirmed that she was pregnant. In response, Rose was again placed into care, but was discharged on March 6th on the understanding that she would terminate her pregnancy and return to her family. Mm. instead rose opted to live with fred resulting in her father forbidding his daughter from ever setting foot in his household again wow three wow yeah oh yeah three months later the couple vacated the Cheltenham Cheltenham. (laughs) flat and and relocated to the ground floor of a two-story house at midland road in gloucestershire on October 17, 1970, Rose gave birth to their first child, a daughter they named Heather Ann. Two months later, Fred was in prison for the theft of car tires and a vehicle tax disc, which, because now mind you, because this is from across the pond, there was a lot of terms in here that I wasn't sure of. Right. And this was one of them. Basically, for us here in America. A vehicle tax disc is kind of like um, the registration sticker kay. on a car. So like, you mm-hmm. know, how every year you have to renew mm-hmm. uh, and in, in, in New Jersey, you had to renew and get inspected. So it's kind of right. like that concept. Gotcha.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He remained imprisoned until June 24th, 1971. As he served this six and a half month sentence, Rose, having just turned 17, looked after all three girls. Um and she told uh Charmaine Anna Marie to refer to her as mother.
1: No, that's not shocking.
0: Yeah, no, it's not, but it's also <clears throat> not fucking cool. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. yeah. Just saying. According to Anna Marie, she and um Charmaine were frequently subjected to physical and emotional abuse throughout the time that they lived under Rose's care at Midland Road. But Although Anna Marie was generally submissive and prone to display emotion in response to the abuse, Charmaine repeatedly infuriated Rose by her stoic refusal to either cry or display any kind of grief or servitude or anything, no matter how severely she was treated. So she was so like Charmaine Fuck was you, a bitch. little bit of a rock star. A little bit. A gotcha. little bit. She's like, I'm not giving gotcha. you what you want. Sorry. Despite the years of neglect and abuse, Charmaine's spirit had not been broken, and she talked wistfully to Anna-Marie of the belief she held that her quote-unquote mummy will come and save me. <sighs> Anna-Marie later recollected her sister repeatedly antagonized Rose by making statements such as quote, my real mummy wouldn't swear or shout at us in response to Rose's foul language. <laughs> A childhood friend of Charmaine's named Tracy Giles, who had lived in the upper flat of Midland Road, so their upstairs neighbor, mm-hmm. would later recollect a, an incident in which she had entered the West's flat unannounced, only to see that uh, Charmaine was naked and standing upon a chair, gagged, and with her hands bound behind her back with a belt, as Rose stood alongside the child with a large wooden spoon in her hand according to tracy charmaine had been calm and unconcerned while anna marie had been standing by the door with a blank expression on her face so there was no tearing down miss miss charmaine she was like nope 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 not today satan nope hospital records revealed. Uh, Charmaine had received treatment for several puncture wounds to her left ankle at the Gloucestershire Royal Hospital on March 28th of 1971. This incident was explained by Rose to have resulted from a household accident.
1: Yeah. Convenient. What,
0: what kind of accident though? Would punctures puncture... your ankle? Right. Exactly. Like That makes no.
1: Oh, I, I, I tripped on a knife and I stabbed my ankle.
0: Yeah, exactly. What that makes no goddamn sense. Zero sense. None. In, in the summer of 1971, Rosemary apparently snapped completely and killed Charmaine shortly before Fred's release Fred's release date from prison. Rosemary had taken all three children to visit their father on June 15th, and it is believed that Charmaine was killed just after that. No. Yeah. Yep. No. Yep. I was rooting for her. I know. I know. I was too. I no tracy's mother later stated that tracy went downstairs to ask to play with charmaine it was told by rose that quote she's gone to live with her mother and bloody good riddance which caused tracy to weep because that's her friend like that's her little friend i'm
1: so upset right now yeah
0: yeah yeah that is so
1: i did not that came out of left field i did not yeah. see that coming
0: yeah mm she used the same excuse often when others question her about uh, Charmie's whereabouts, including the staff at her school. When Fred was released from prison, he stuck to the same explanation that Rosemary gave when Anna Marie asked him with concern where she really was. Like, so,
1: so. Sad. But I'm sure he knew, right? Oh, I and mean, that's the, yeah, okay. Oh, no,
0: okay, no, no. Okay. He 110% knew.
1: Fuck, man. Yep. Charm- I
0: sad very much so i sad, very much so and it gets only gets worse from here <sighs> charmaine's body was initially stowed in the coal cellar of midland road until fred was released from prison no nope. he, he later buried her naked body in the yard close to the back door of the flat and he remained adamant he had not dismembered her a subsequent a subsequent post-mortem exam suggested that the body had been severed at the hip this Mm. damage may have been caused by building work fred conducted at the at the time at the property in 1976 several bones particularly the kneecap finger wrist toe and ankle bones were missing from her skeleton leading Mm. to the speculation that the missing parts had been retained as keepsakes um and this proved to be a distinctive discovery in all the autopsies of the victims that were exhumed in 1994. So they really like kneecaps and such.
1: I, I don't. Okay. So I'm not a serial killer. No, no, you're right? not. Mm-mm. So because of that, I already don't understand the trophy thing, mm-hmm. right? But what I really don't understand is like the body part trophy thing.
0: Correct. Yeah. I don't either. If you were the.
1: Okay. Anybody watches bones?
0: <laughs> I think <laughs> I'm everybody. Like, I'm like looking
1: around to see if anybody's raising their hands. <laughs> there was a, there was a serial killer that they were hunting who collected like keys and shit. Mm-hmm. And like, that's something that's like incredibly specific and like whatever mm-hmm. cool you have, like your collection of keys from the people that you have murdered. Right. But the, the body parts that is like, I just, I don't, I don't get where that happens. Me neither. Like Jeffrey Dahmer with the body parts, right? You understood that because he at one point wanted to eat them. Correct. So it was really just, I mean, truthfully, he was just kind of like. Saving his meals. Correct. And like Mm -hmm. saving like the discards from what he was consuming. Right. 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 So he looked at bodies in a different way than other serial killers do.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: In, I mean, again, super unprofessional opinion, (laughs) but like you can kind of, you get the thought process behind Jeffrey Dahmer saving the body parts. Right. But like this, that makes none, no sense. None. And is like thoroughly way more disturbing than just like taking a trophy.
0: Correct. Like why not just take like a hair tie? You know, like or
1: even honestly,
0: like even like a clipping of hair. Right. Something. Again,
1: I'm not like trying to justify the thought processes <laughs> of a serial killer because hi, not one. No. But like just trying it's to just, understand. It's so I don't I don't I don't understand. Me neither. I can't. Me I neither.
0: I mean, everybody has their thing, but damn. Yeah. You know, not here to yuck anyone's yum. No. I know
1: we've said that before, but you know what? yuck (laughs) your yum is kind of gross yeah
0: yeah we're judging a little bit
1: super unnecessary Mm
0: -hmm. also in the summer of 1971 rena sought to confront fred likely to discuss or demand custody of her daughters this was the final time rena was seen alive she is believed to have been murdered by strangulation possibly in the back seat of fred's ford popular and likely while intoxicated when, wow. Yeah. When Rena's body was discovered, a short length of metal tubing was found with her remains. Um, and they're saying it's possible that she had been restrained and subjected to sexual assault prior to her murder. The body was extensively dismembered, placed into plastic bags and buried close to a cluster of trees known as Yew tree coppice at Letterbox Field.
1: Huh
0: on january 29th 1972 fred and rose married the ceremony took place at
1: well it's about time those two crazy kids figured it out
0: you know what i'm saying (laughs) jeez the ceremony took place at gloucestershire register office with fred falsely describing himself as a bachelor on the marriage certificate no family or friends were invited
1: not that Hmm. anybody
0: would go i'm sure When engaging in sexual relations with women, Rose would gradually increase the level of brutality to which she subjected her partner with acts such as partially suffocating her partner or inserting increasingly large dildos into her partner's body. Mm. If the woman resisted or expressed any pain or fear, this would greatly excite Rose. And she would typically ask, aren't you woman enough to take it? Fuck you. Mm hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. To many of these women's, it became apparent Rose and her husband, who obviously regularly participated in threesomes with his wife and and her lovers took a particular pleasure from seeking to take women beyond their sexual limits.
1: Hmm.
0: He would do so typically via sessions involving bondage as the West openly admitted to taking a particular pleasure from any form of sex involving a strong measure of dominance, pain, and violence Mm. to cater to these fetishes. They amassed a large collection of bondage and restraining devices, magazines, and photographs later expanding this collection to include videos depicting bestiality and graphic child sexual abuse. Well, I mean, I guess they're on theme. I guess so. Rose controlled the West family finances with Fred giving her his paychecks. The room Rose used for prostitution was known throughout the West household as Mandy's room. Um, Mandy being the working name she chose when she was with her clients. So she never used her real name.
1: Mm. That's nice.
0: And had several hidden peepholes, allowing Fred, a longtime voyeur, to watch her entertain her clients. Fred also installed a baby monitor in the room, allowing him to listen from elsewhere in the house. The room included a private bar and a red light outside the door um, would go on and it would warn when she was not to be disturbed. She carried the sole key to this room around her neck, and Fred installed a separate doorbell to the household, which Rose's clients were instructed to ring whenever they visited. Much of the money earned from Rose's prostitution was spent on home improvements. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah.
1: I mean, we need a new roof, babe. It's time to put in that ad in the paper. (laughs) Like, the fuck,
0: Uh man? Uh Uh-huh. Over the following year, she gave birth to seven more children, of which three were fathered by Fred. Another may have been conceived by Rosemary and her own father, who kept engaging in incest with her even after she gave birth to her fourth child. The other three, who were mixed race, were all fathered by her clients.
1: I okay so Mm daddy-o was in on the excommunicating the daughter from Mm -hmm. the household because she deigned to have a relationship with this fuckwad Mm -hmm. but then we're still gonna have we're still gonna engage in incestuous relations with our child yeah because sex what the fuck yeah yeah because sex. the 70s were fucked up
0: you think (laughs) it was all fucked up man it really was it really really was wow when each of the West children reached the age of seven, they were assigned numerous daily chores to perform in the house. They were rarely allowed to socialize outside the household perimeters unless either of their parents were present and had to follow strict guidelines imposed by the parents with severe punishment, which was almost always physical, being the penalty for not conforming to the household rules. Between 1972 and 1992, the West children were admitted to local hospitals 31 times. The wow. injuries were explained as accidents and never reported to social services. Wow. Mm-hmm. On one occasion, as Stephen was mopping the floor, with a cloth rose accidentally stepped into the bowl of water he had been using in response rose hit the boy over the head with the bowl and repeatedly kicked him in the head and chest as she shouted you did that on purpose you little swine on another occasion rose became furious about a missing kitchen utensil she grabbed a knife she had been using to cut a slab of meat and repeatedly inflicted light Scour marks. Nope. To May's chest until her rib cage was covered with light <gasps> knife wounds. All the while, May screamed, "No, mom! No, mom!" As Stephen and Heather stood by helplessly, sobbing. Ah, uh, uh, yeah. No, no. Yeah. Nope. I feel like I skipped something. Nope. 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 That's
1: nope. That's as bad as the story I told—the Lafferty story where the um. The kid shot himself with an arrow and dad's like well <laughs> yeah oh absolutely guess you're stuck with that arrow in your chest Suck absolutely. it absolutely what the actual f
0: man mm-hmm. and i mean obviously steven and may those are two of their kids right um, i swore i put somewhere in here their names i guess i didn't and my you're apologies yeah, my apologies and the only reason why i say that is because they um may was born june 1st and they named her may june because of it and i thought that that was actually kind of cute all that being said i apologize that i didn't mention the kids names that's that's on me but i'm sure it's obvious that that's who i was talking about yes 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 even fred occasionally became the recipient of his wife's violence dang yeah on one occasion in august of 1974 rose chased after fred with a carving knife in her hand fred was able to slam the door shut of the room into which he had run as rose lunged at him with the knife resulting in the knife embedding itself in the door and three of rose's fingers sliding down the blade almost (gasps) severing them from her hand yeah that made me cringe a little bit
1: and he ran into my knife (laughs) he ran into my knife 10 times
0: (laughs) yes he did oh
1: man um fuck so you so basically the person who actually deserved which i mean again what whatever (laughs) but the one person who like mm, about the abuse Mm -hmm. got it at least was able to get a little bit of it correct
0: correct so the giver was the receiver yeah yeah um her response to this she calmly wrapped her hand in a towel and said look what you done fella you've got to take me to the hospital now Wow, the balls on these two yes yes and honestly they're both pieces of shit yeah but yeah. like
1: she yeah
0: i wouldn't fuck with her
1: i, I was would gonna say fuck with her. you know everything i knew about rose and fred or rosemary and fred west was always like i always thought it was like really him that did the manipulation right. kind of similar how like the moore's murders was like there was always a debate yes. of like how much was she really Yes. Or was it his manipulation of her? But like, I think I always just assumed that. I wonder if I just kind of really combined the two stories. It's possible. But it's, it's shocking. It's shocking to hear how much she was just like, oh yeah, fucker. (laughs) Now look what you did after I tried to stab you. (laughs)
0: Everything she did was on her own accord. Yeah. So she is just as bad, if not worse than him, depending on the situation. Depending on
1: correct. Depending correct, on
0: the situation, but correct, no. But was, she was the and she's the first one to commit murder of the two correct. of them. Correct, which is like what the fuck, man. Correct, he may like Dang. he obviously diddled some kids and whatnot, but, which horrific, which right? is terrible. But like, <clears throat> yes, she was the first one to kill of the pair. I'm shocked. Yeah,
1: it's just it's my own personal misunderstanding, mm-hmm. but still very shocked
0: about it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's something. Mm -hmm. all right now i'm (laughs) gonna now we've come to the (laughs) to the point of my five five hour long story um where i'm going to talk about some of the sexual assaults and murders that they committed like their victims and and stuff like that um should have said this at the beginning of the episode obviously trigger warning i mean anytime we do something like this this entire podcast is is a gigantic trigger warning i know i know you're right we should
1: have called it trigger warning
0: like for real <laughs> you're not lying for real you're not lying okay so the first um victim we're going to though about, i am a leo so i am a lion
1: <laughs> so the first
0: victim that we're going to talk about
1: that's my empty champagne bottle <laughs> go ahead okay.
0: the first victim we are going to talk about is anna marie west Mm -hmm. In September of 1972, the West led eight-year-old Anna Marie to the cellar where the child was ordered to undress. No. Upon noting the child's hesitation, Rose tore her dress from her body. She was then stripped naked, bound to a mattress, and gagged before Fred raped her with Rose's active encouragement. After the rape, Rose followed Anna Marie to the bathroom, laughing as she observed Anna Marie struggling to walk. She then handed her a sanitary towel, explaining to the child, quote, I'm sorry. Everybody does it to every girl. It's a father's job. Don't worry and don't say anything to anybody. Making clear these sexual assaults would continue. Fred and Rose then threatened the child with severe beatings. If they ever received word, she had divulged the sexual abuse she endured at their hands. Mm. Rose occasionally sexually abused Anna Marie herself and later took extreme gratification in degrading her with acts such as binding Anna Marie to various items of furniture before encouraging Fred to rape her and forcing her to perform household chores while wearing sexual devices and a miniskirt. From the age of 13, Fred and Rose forced Anna Marie to prostitute herself within the household with her clients being informed that she was 16. Mm. Rose was always present in the room when these acts occurred to ensure Anna didn't reveal her true age. On one occasion, when Anna Marie was age 13 or 14, Rose took her to a local pub insisting she drink several glasses of barley wine. Several hours later, Fred arrived at the pub to collect Rose and Anna Marie. Once they had left the premises, Anna Marie was bundled into her father's van and beaten by Rose who asked her, quote, do you think you could be my friend before she was sexually abused by her father and stepmother? Wow. Mm-hmm. So this, poor, wow. this poor girl, like all, all the children were treated like crap, but I feel like she took a, a lot like the brunt of it.
1: Yeah. Um, which is, I mean, just the fact that he, she's also his oldest. Yes. Child
0: yep. is so wow. Yep. And I think Rose resented her because it's not hers. Mm-hmm. It's her child with, it's his child with Raina. Mm-hmm. Okay. Next, the next victim we're going to go on to is Caroline Owens. In October 1972, Fred and Rosemary hired a young woman named Caroline Owens to work for them as a nanny for their children. Rose explains to Caroline that she worked as a masseuse when the younger woman inquired about the steady stream of men visiting her. Mm-hmm. When Caroline herself became the recipient of the West overt sexual advances, she declined and announced her intentions to leave Cromwell, Cromwell street and return home. Cromwell street is their household. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. On December 6, 1972, the couple lured Owens into their vehicle with an apology for their conduct and the offer of a lift home. Initially, she believed the Wests had been sincere in her apologies to her and obliged, believing she had simply mistaken mistaken the earlier intentions. Rose joined her in the back seat with the explanation. She wanted a quote unquote girls chat as Fred drove
1: mm.
0: shortly thereafter. Rose began to fondle her as Fred questioned whether she had had sex with her boyfriend that evening. When Owens began to protest, Fred stopped the car, referred to Owens as a bitch, and punched her into unconsciousness before he and Rose bound and gagged her with a scarf and duct tape. In her subsequent statement to police, Carolyn stated that at Cromwell Street, she was given a drug cup of tea to drink, then again gagged and subjected to a prolonged sexual assault from the Wests. When she screamed, Rose again smothered her with a pillow and further restrained her around the neck and performed oral sex on her. Realizing the gravity of her situation, Owen ceased resisting their sexual assaults. So she figured mm. it was better to just lay back and take Sucumb. it. Succumb it. Yeah. Which uh, wh- what, are like, what are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? You gonna yeah. Gonna do? Like
1: you literally have two choices. Yeah. Like th- correct yeah like oh my god and and
0: one worse than the other exactly what do you do there yeah. there's no right no there's no right so there's no. no right answer to that situation mm. there really isn't you gotta do what you gotta do to stay alive you know mm-hmm. Uh, i shouldn't have said that yeah
1: those survival no those survival instincts kick in and those choices are made and correct. it is what it is and it, it's it's awful it's it just absolutely awful it is
0: when fred threatened to let some of his friends quote unquote have her and that he would then kill her she complied. The next day Carolyn escaped from a laundromat she and Rose had entered and returned home. So I guess a laundromat that she had went to at Rose uh, to do laundry while her mm-hmm. back was turned. She's like deuces. Yeah. Although initially too ashamed to divulge to her mother what had happened when her mother noted the welts bruises and expose, um cuts all over her body she burst into tears and confided what had happened Mm. carolyn's mother immediately reported her daughter's ordeal to the police and the west were arrested and charged with assault indecent assault actual body harm and rape the case was tried at the gloucestershire magistrate's court on january 12 1973 but by this date carolyn had decided she could not face the um that she could not face the ordeal of testifying in court all charges pertaining to her sexual abuse were dropped and the west agreed to plead guilty to the reduced charges of indecent assault and causing actual actual bodily harm Mm. each of them was fined 50 pounds 63 dollars in u.s money and the couple was allowed to walk free oh well that's
1: the punishment fits that crime Mm. sarcasm again yes
0: yes when carolyn heard this news she attempted suicide jeez like i i understand her not being able to testify to have to relive that all over again i I couldn't even imagine what that must feel like nope and uh, honestly i probably would have had the same reaction Mm -hmm. like yeah these people ruined you you know yeah, like and yeah yet they're out walking free and they only had yep. to pay a fucking 50 dollar fine or yep. whatever it was mm-hmm. okay so those are those were the two um that they kind of singled out but i i am going to go over their other victims in a moment so three months after the west's assault trial the couple committed their first known murder the victim was a 19 year old named linda Go with whom Fred and Rose became acquainted through a male lodger in early 1973. Go regularly visited Cromwell Street and engaged in affairs with two male lodgers. So two Mm -hmm. male guests, but they call them lodgers. So that's got
1: it. Got it. Got it. When you said it first, I was like, with two what?
0: Lodgers. Got it. Those who stayed there those who lodged yes those who lodged um on april 19th she moved into their home on cromwell street on or about april 20th other tenants were told that she had been told to leave their household after she had hit one of their children Mm. the story was repeated to which isn't
1: that fucking rich
0: no yeah i know the other two the two of them i know
1: like really i know okay
0: i know i know i guess it's because they're not the ones who did it you know i guess so how dare you hit the children we need to hit (laughs) it's only ours to hit okay um the story was repeated to linda's mother when she contacted the west to inquire about her daughter's whereabouts When Goh's dismembered body was found, the jaw was completely wrapped in adhesive and surgical tape to silence her screams, and two small tubes had likely been inserted into her nasal cavities to allow for breathing. Wow. Long sections of string and sections of knotted fabric were also discovered with her remains. Linda had likely been suspended from holes carved into the wooden beams supporting the ceiling of the cellar. Um, Fred later (laughs) admitted that he had devised this for the purpose of suspending his victim's bodies and likely died of either strangulation or suffocation. Wow. Her dismembered body, missing five cervical vertebrae the kneecap and numerous finger bones was buried in an inspection pit beneath the garage they have like weird okay i know and it's always the same things fingers kneecaps yes
1: so weird it is
0: no it's very strange it's very strange from their later investigations police and forensic experts concluded all the victims found in the cellar at 25 Cromwell Street had been murdered in this location and that, like Go, each had been dismembered in this location as well. Five victims were murdered and buried in the cellar at Cromwell Station or Cromwell Street between November 1973 and April 1975. The first of these victims, 15-year-old Carol Ann Cooper, was abducted on November 10, 1973. Cooper lived in the Pines children's home in Worcester and was abducted after spending the evening at a cinema with her boyfriend. She had been waiting for a bus in Warden when she vanished and was likely dragged into Fred's car where her face was bound with surgical tape and her arms bound with braiding cloth before she was driven to Cromwell Street at the jaw bound is yeah, so I know I know that's terrible that's that
1: is so t-
0: deep Terrible. Man. fuck that's a that's a whole new level of fucked up at Cromwell Street Carolyn was suspended from the wooden beams of the cellar ceiling but before her abuse and murder as had been the case with Linda Cooper died from strangulation strangulation or asphyxiation before her body was dismembered and buried in a shallow cubicle grave in the cellar Over the following 17 months, four further victims between the ages of 15 and 21 suffered a similar fate to that endured by Linda and Carol Ann. Although the disarticulation conducted upon each successive victim, plus the paraphernalia discovered in each shallow grave suggests each victim was likely subjected to greater abuse and torture than those previously murdered. Following the murder of 18-year-old Juanita Mott in 1975, Fred concreted over the floor of the entire cellar. He later converted the section of the household into a bedroom for his oldest children, and he and his wife are not known to have committed any further murders until May of 1978, when Fred, either with or without Rose's participation, but certainly her knowledge, murdered an 18-year-old lodger named Shirley Robinson. Shirley had first met Fred at the Green Lantern Cafe in April of 1977 and had taken lodgings with the Wests the same month. She was heavily pregnant at the time of her murder. Although Rose Herself pregnant at the time initially boasted to neighbors the child Robinson was carrying was her husband's she soon developed a deep resentment hmm. of Robinson and the motive for her murder is likely to have been the removal of a threat to the stability of the west's relationship her body was buried in the garden wow. of 25 Cromwell Street it was extensively dismembered but no restraining devices were found with these remains making a sexual motive for this murder highly unlikely. The unborn baby had been removed and had several bones missing. Shortly shortly thereafter, Rose unsuccessfully submitted a claim for maternity benefit in Robinson's name with the Gloucestershire social services. As had earlier been the case with Charmaine and Linda, Fred and Rose allied the suspicions of anyone's the suspicions of anyone not anyone's who asked about robinson's whereabouts by claiming she had relocated to live with her father in west germany so pretty much everybody that they're murdering they're giving some kind of oh they went here with this person
1: they're giving a story to yeah and it's almost as if like it's purposefully people who are somewhat transient in some way so that way when they are gone it doesn't look super suspicious that they're not there. Correct.
0: Anymore. It's like, Oh, okay. She does this from time to time. Sure. Whatever.
1: Yeah. 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 Like she kind of came out of mm-hmm. nowhere and now she's gone out of nowhere. Correct. The
0: final murder Fred and Rose are known to have committed with a definite sexual motive occurred on August 5th, 1979. The victim was a 16 year old named Allison Chambers who had run away from a local children's home to become the West's live in nanny in the middle of 1979. Allison believed to have lived within their household for several weeks before her murder, and Rose promised Chambers she could live at a rural, peaceful farm that she had claimed that they, her and her husband, had owned. Spoiler Mm. alert, they didn't own it. it. Yeah. Her body. That's a lie. It is a big lie. Big lies. Yes. We have determined that that was yes, a lie. Yes. Her body was also buried in the garden of Cromwell street, close to the bathroom mm. wall. And although chambers was likely dismembered, her skeleton was not marked by stri- striations as the earlier victims bodies had been right in an effort to waver any concerns from cha- from uh, her family, from Alice's family. Um, with whom she, she was maintaining regular correspondence. Unlike the other mm-hmm. victims, she was constantly mm-hmm. in contact with her family. Um, Fred and Rose later posted a letter written by Allison to her mother prior to her murder from a from a local post office box. Mm-hmm. To cover up the frequent burials, he pretended to be doing regular home improvement. In order to afford the supplies needed, he he stole every he he stole things. Mm-hmm. Um, right that's it <laughs> he just he stole the stuff the end,
1: the end. <laughs> he stole shit he stole shit period <laughs> got it
0: even though he was often brought to the police's attention for this reason his killings went unnoticed
1: That's unbelievable
0: like how much home improvement could this guy be doing though like, <sighs> well, like i'm just sorry love it, like
1: what a fucking excuse and obviously it worked for him yeah they've been using home improvements as an excuse for, for- years yes why
0: should they stop for real like i'm sorry i'm a
1: sex worker because we need a new roof right
0: and like i know that people (laughs) are constantly making their homes better like which cool whatever but i'm Mm -hmm. sorry to do this consistently for years and years and years did not Mm -hmm. one person go something seems off about this Mm -hmm. like come on heather and may west became the focus of fred's in such incest i know this word and I can't incestuous 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 Mm -hmm. okay sorry Heather and Mae West became the focus of Fred's incestuous sexual attentions after Anna Marie ran away from home in 1979 after enduring a particular severe beating from Rose to her stomach just days after being discharged from the hospital for treatment Mm. of an etopic pregnancy The frequency of the abuse endured by Heather and May increased when both girls reached puberty. Fred was overt and unapologetic in his conduct and would justify his actions with the simple explanation. I made you, I could do what I like with you.
1: Fuck Mm -hmm. you. I brought you into this world. I can take you out. Okay. Yeah. Fuck you.
0: He further referred to his intentions to impregnate both his daughters on at least One occasion and would occasionally force all his children to watch pornography with him. As Heather, May, and their younger brother Stephen were very close in age, the trio resolved that if their father asked either of the two girls to be alone in a room with him, they would only do so if at least one other member of the trio were present to avoid either girl being raped. Which, you know what? I love that. That is.
1: Amazing siblings uh, solidarity.
0: Both girls also developed a regime where they would only shower or undress when their father was either out of the house Mm. or as her sister stood guard at the door. Wow. Stephen was also informed by his father that he would have to have sex with his mother by the age of 17. In the event, his parents evicted him from their home when he was 16.
1: Wow. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Although the girls were repulsed by their father's behavior, May, having once endured Fred's throwing a vacuum cleaner at her when she forcefully protested against, against his fondling her, developed a mechanism whereby she would tolerate Fred's sexually fondling her, then jokingly brush aside any efforts he made to take the molestation, molestation further. Mm. So basically she belittled yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, good honor. Anything to-
1: Survival mode. That survival yes. mode kicks in. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Exactly. Jeez. A strong suspicion remains that by 1985 or 1986, Heather had been forced to engage in intercourse with her father as by the mid-1980s, she developed classic symptoms of the distress felt by victims of child abuse. Mm. Um, These included habits of her biting her nails until they bled, drinking alcohol, warily watching her father through the corner of her eye whenever she was sitting or standing, expressing nervousness whenever in the presence of males, Mm -hmm. her sleep being repeatedly broken by nightmares and her repeatedly bouncing back and forth as she sat on any chair. Mm. This distressful behavior led to Fred and Rose suspecting Heather had lesbian inclinations and also resulted in her becoming the increasing recipient of taunts from her father who had never particularly liked her that she was ugly and a bitch. On the occasions Heather spoke about the abuse to her mother, Rose would simply laugh at her distress. Heather also expressed to May and Stephen her desire to run away from home and live a nomadic lifestyle in the forest of Dean and to never again see any human beings. Wow. Heather did complain to friends about the abuse she and her siblings endured and her external signs of the psychological distress were noted by several of them. Staff at the school, which Heather and her siblings attended, are also known to have expressed concerns as to why Heather, who is a studious and obedient pupil, refused to obey orders either to change her clothing for or shower after sporting activities. That's awful. It is awful. On one occasion she was forced to take a shower resulting in her peers and staff noting her arms, legs, and torso were covered in welts and bruises in various stages of healing. Heather attempted to excuse these injuries as having been obtained in fights with her siblings but confided in one close friend that they had been inflicted by her parents adding that her mother considered her a quote unquote little bitch who deserved her beatings. Jesus. By the mid-1980s, rumors of Rose's sex life had reached several of the children's classmates. And although the West children had been instructed never to divulge details of their home lives with their peers, Heather confided to her friends that many of these rumors were true. The father of one of these classmates was a friend of the West's. As such, word soon reached Fred and Rose that Heather had divulged details of their home life, including details of her mother's promiscuity to her classmates. Mm. Fred was also concerned by these revelations that he began to escort Heather to and from school. After Heather left school in 1986, she applied for numerous jobs in an effort to leave Cromwell Street. By June of the following year, she had pinned her hopes on escaping the household via obtaining a job as a um, shallot cleaner at a holiday camp in the seaside town of Torquay. She received notification that this application had been unsuccessful on June 18th. In response, she uh, crumpled into tears before her siblings, May and Stephen. The same evening, her whole family heard Heather sobbing aloud as she attempted to sleep. And according to May, she, quote, cried all the way through the night. The following morning on June 19th, Heather was, quote, back to her usual self, looking miserable, biting her nails and sitting on the couch bouncing back and forth as she sat as her siblings left the house to go to school Mm. when heather's siblings returned home they were informed heather had left to accept the job she had previously been refused in torquay although rose told an inquiring neighbor that she and heather had a hell of a row quote unquote Mm. and that heather had run away from home Later, to answer their children's questions about why Heather failed to contact or visit her siblings, the parents claimed that Heather had eloped with a lesbian lover. When May and Steven suggested they report Heather's disappearance to the police, Fred changed the story yet again, saying it would be unwise to initiate a search for Heather as she was involved in credit card fraud. Okay. On more than one occasion, Fred and Rose persuaded an unknown acquaintance to fake a phone call from Heather to her parents. In the years following Heather's disappearance, Fred occasionally jokingly threatened the children that they would, quote unquote, end up under the patio like Heather if they ever misbehaved or divulged the mistreatment they endured to anyone outside the household. Wow. With Rose's approval, he later constructed a barbecue pit immediately opposite where Heather had been buried and placed a pine table on her grave for the children of the family to sit upon whenever the West held family gatherings in their garden.
1: That's fucking crazy terrible that's awful. fucking terrible wow
0: the west were finally exposed in may of 1992 when fred videotaped himself raping one of his daughters when she told her friends one of them reported the west to police the investigating officer hazel savage which i love her last name
1: yeah for right seriously
0: <laughs> had heard of fred while he was in a relationship with with reina uh costello when another girl raped by fred came forward the police obtained a search warrant in August, they searched the house for evidence of child abuse. Fred was arrested for rape and sodomy of a minor, and Rose was arrested as an accomplice. While they were being processed, their younger children were placed in the care of the government.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: While Fred was in custody, Rose um, Rosemary became depressed and even attempted suicide once, but was saved by one of her sons. Which, so I know, I wouldn't fucking save her. I'd be like, goodbye. I mean, yeah, uh, goodbye. Yeah. Unfortunately, the rape case fell apart when the victims backed out. Meanwhile, Savage became increasingly suspicious of the West past, the disappearance of Heather and the results of the interviews of the West children, especially that they had been threatened by Fred, that they would be buried under the patio like Heather. Mm-hmm. She was able to obtain another search warrant to have the property dug up. Nice. The task was simplified when Fred confessed to Heather's murder in custody. When human bones started cropping up, Fred confessed to having committed the murders alone in order to protect Rosemary. However, he would not admit to raping any of his victims saying that, saying that they had wanted to have sex with him.
1: I'm sure they did Mm.
0: soon enough. The bodies of Anne McFall and Charmaine West turned up as well, seeking to protect herself. Rose cut off all contact with her husband. On December 13, 1994, he was charged with a dozen counts of murders. On New Year's Day, he hanged himself in a cell at Winston Green Prison with a knotted bedsheet.
1: Too good for him.
0: Exactly. His body was cremated and his funeral was unattended except for five of his children. Rose was also put on trial in the end, first for rape, but then the murder as well. She never confessed to any murders and the evidence against her was largely circumstantial. An important witness was Janet Leach, Fred's appropriate adult, who revealed that Fred had told her that Rose had been involved in the murders and even killed Charmaine West and Shirley Robinson on her own. Now, I had to look up what an appropriate adult was mm-hmm. because I wasn't sure. Okay. Appropriate adults are trained volunteers who help with communication during police interviews. So they're supposed to ensure that um those who were arrested are mentally vulnerable and they just kind of mediate. They kind of mediate to gotcha. make sure everything is on the up and up. They're
1: like their they're representative, Correct. basically. Correct. Uh-huh.
0: On November 22nd, 1995, Rose was found guilty of 10 murders and sentenced to life in prison. Oh,
1: thank goodness. Yeah. I was waiting for you to say, <laughs> and since it was circumstantial, uh-huh. she got off scot free. She's here right now. No, like, no, no. Just, like, None of that. For her to be,
0: like, none of that
1: um
0: so yeah she got sentenced to life in prison uh she'll never be released there's no chance of that in hell though she maintains her innocence she announced in 2001 that she will not try to appeal her conviction
1: stand-up gal in
0: 1996 25 cromwell street was completely demolished and the site turned into a pathway all right so there are a couple of victims that weren't mentioned and i just kind of briefly want to mention them myself mm-hmm. um and just give like a quick little sentence about them um so besides the ones that i've mentioned um anna mcfall Raina costello charmaine west linda go caroline cooper and heather west there's also lucy Partington, a 21-year-old university student that was a quote clever and much-liked woman, disappeared 2 days after Christmas after leaving a friend's house. It was thought that the West picked her up while she was waiting for the bus to her home in Gretton. There was Therese and I am going to kill this last name and I am so so sorry. Um Therese Seigenthaler, Swiss-born. She was 21 a student at a London college. Uh, She had left school at the age of 16, but continued her education, studying for a a diploma in secretarial studies. Mm -hmm. Um, She disappeared at Easter in 1974, having set out hitchhiking to Ireland to visit a friend who was a priest. Mm. She never reached her destination. (sighs) There's Shirley Hubbard, 15. the youngest of the victims to be found at Cromwell Street, She was described by Fred West's biographer as pretty spirited and vulnerable. Um, On November 14th, 1974, she left work and and was believed to have been traveling home, but disappeared. She was reported missing to police, but no trace was ever found.
1: Wow.
0: Juanita Mott, uh, she was born in 1957, went to school in Gloucestershire, leaving in 1972 to take up a number of short-term jobs in the city. In April of 1975 when she was 18 years old she left her her home and was believed to be traveling to Gloucestershire but then she vanished the day before a friend's wedding. Mm. Her disappearance was not reported to to the police though her family did contact the missing persons bureau and the media. Mm-hmm. Shirley Ann Robinson lodged with Fred and Rosemary West and actually became Fred's lover. Miss mm. uh, Robinson, who was outward looking and rather worldly conceived a child with Fred West and was about eight months pregnant when she was last seen in 1978. Wow. Her body and her unborn child were found buried in the garden of the West's home. And then uh, finally we have Allison Chambers, which uh, I believe... I talked about her, mm-hmm. but that even still um, even at the age of 16, a rebellious teenager, she went to live in a children's home in uh, Gloucestershire and she disappeared just before her 17th birthday. She was found um, in the garden at 25 Cromwell Street. Her along with all the other victims. It, it's, just, it's just so fucking sad. And I know this story was long and I i really apologize but i was just so taken back with with all of it Mm -hmm. with all of it and just the fact that they could do that that shit to their own flesh and blood like i don't i mean it's wrong regardless but yeah your own fucking kids though bro yeah
1: yeah i I just i feel like it's it's usually one or the other right like usually Mm -hmm. you have people who are either incredibly abusive to like in that insular family environment or outward to strangers but the fact that it was both is it's just i mean again it's all awful it is but that's just i don't know that's unbelievable to me
0: yeah but yeah that is that is the story of rosemary and fred west i hope i did it some kind of justice uh dom again i apologize (laughs) if you sat through this for the mispronunciations In all the mispronunciations, I I'm sorry. I am, I truly am. Yeah.
1: Well, thank you, Jovi. That was
0: a great story.
1: You're welcome. You're welcome. Telling it. No problem. All right, guys. Well, that is where we leave you this evening. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. Uh, we appreciate all of you guys so much. Uh, you know, we're things. Mm, things suck. So please be kind to one another. Please look out please. for each other. Please. Um, <sighs> yeah. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, fight for what you think is right. That's all I'm going to
0: say. Yes. Agreed. Don't back down. Nope. Stick with it.
1: Nope. What was, uh, what was Ruth Bader Ginsburg's quote of the, uh, and I, I'm going to misquote this, but I'm going to just kind of say it in general terms, but the, uh, uh, speak up for how you be- speak up for what you believe in, even if your voice shakes. Hmm. Mm-hmm. um so yeah anyway uh please be kind to one another please rate review subscribe um tell a friend find us on social media mm-hmm. we're on mm-hmm. instagram and twitter bed crime stories uh we technically have a tiktok but we haven't touched it yet because we don't know how to tiktok Mm-mm. um so
0: Mm-mm. our bad we're the older generation <laughs> we're the older it,
1: generation it, it, of millennials it, it, and we're we have no idea.
0: Yeah. We're um, working on we're it though. We're trying. trying to
1: figure it out. If you have any story ideas or just want to stop by and say, hi, you can either DM us on Instagram or you can send us an email. Uh, we do have an email for the pod. It is bedcrimestoriespod at gmail.com. So if you have story suggestions, um, if you actually have an idea of not only story suggestions, but which one of us you would like to tell your story, please put that in your story as well, or in your email as well.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: I think I got everything right. I think so. I think I checked all the boxes.
0: I think so. Um
1: so again, thank you guys so much for listening to us um and checking us out this evening. We appreciate every single one of you. We love every single one of you. please take care of yourselves. And again, like I said, please take care of one another. We will talk to you all next week, but until then, sweet, sweet dreams, dreams. <laughs> la, la 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 cha cha cha.